Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Remarkably Us, the podcast. I'm your host, Shelly Roan, sober gal living in Southern California, navigating the ins and outs of life. After what we'll call the great breakdown of 2019, I've been journeying through self-discovery, sobriety, trauma, divorce, relationships, all of the above. In this podcast, I'll have solo episodes where I talk about my life, the things that I am dealing with, have dealt with, and all the tools I've collected in maintaining a consistent environment for self-growth, love, and discovery. We'll also hear from others who are breaking barriers and climbing incredibly tough mountains. Get ready to get inspired and motivated to laugh and to cry, but most importantly, to love a little. Let's jump right into it. Hello, everyone. I am, I feel like I haven't recorded a solo episode in a, in a really long time. I, it's Thursday. I'm going to, I'm recording. I'm going to post it right away. Um, I normally post an episode every Sunday. Um, and I took last week off. I was feeling some type of way. So I just went through a couple of days last towards the tail end of last week where I had, I I really didn't have any inspiration or motivation or really anything. I was really anxious and just needed some time to sit with those feelings, which so great that we're going to talk about it today, but I really needed to let myself do that. And in the past, you know, years ago and when I was younger, I would have really beat myself up for feeling that way. I've struggled with anxiety and bouts of depression, my gosh, as long as I can remember. And in, you know, when I was younger, I didn't understand what those feelings were at all. Like, you know, um, your heart racing, the inability to focus, you know, my emotions are all over the place. I feel like heavy, right. Like physically just like, like someone has like a, you know, 50 pound sack of potatoes on my, on my shoulders. And I kind of just like knew I'm in this weird, like, haze, you know, everything's kind of slow. I just can't really get my bearings on anything. So that's kind of what I was going through over the weekend. And I am now learning to sit with that and just kind of be able to be in that for a little bit. That doesn't mean that, you know, you have to stay there, but be able to be in it for a little while. So I stayed home, you know, for, for a day and I journaled and I, you know, uh, cried and, you know, just kind of let myself like sit on the couch in silence and watch a few movies and kind of do these things that are still difficult for me to not beat myself up for. I still like, it's hard for me coming out of it this week. This week has been so busy. I cannot believe it's already Thursday night. And it's hard for me to sit and be like, look at all this shit that you should have fucking done last weekend. You didn't because you were fucking sad. (laughs) It's hard for me to like really 
get out of that mindset. And, you know, and I think what I try to remind myself is I cannot be any good to other people unless I take care of myself first. And I really, really try and want to be there for the people that are important to me, that are the people that I feel like are deserving of my energy and my time. And that I want to give my energy and my time to, I want to give them the best of me. And I cannot do that if I don't let myself feel that shit when it comes up. If I'm, you know, if it's a day and I'm just, I'm sad and I, I need some time. I'm getting to the point now where I can be honest and open about that and tell people I'm feeling some type of fucking way. And so like, I need some time and it's usually just like a day or two, but a few years ago, I would have never done that. I would have tried to validate my feelings externally. So I probably would have called someone up and said like, Hey, I'm feeling sad. I don't need to feel like that. Let's go get drinks. And then I would have ended up at a bar and then I would have been up to like 5am, right. Doing a bunch of blow and like brought home a stranger. (laughs) So instead I'm like sitting in my PJs for 24 hours, like journaling and crying and like hugging my dog. So (laughs) the turntables have turned, but anyways, I feel, I'm feeling so much better. I'm coming out of that. I'm kind of, you know, I'm coming out of that fog, feeling good, feeling inspired. We are nearing the end of 2021, which is so bizarre to me. It's so bizarre. Um, Two years have gone by. I just re-signed my lease. for the second time. So third time, what is that? So I've lived in this place now for two years. It'll be two years in exactly a month. Um, which means that two years ago I left my husband and two years ago, I like started this life by myself with my dog. And it's, it's freaky looking back at the last couple of years, but anyways, I want to talk about nearing the end of 2021 and taking a step back to look at what the last couple of years has looked like for us, how, in my opinion, we can better set ourselves up for success leading out-ish of this pandemic. And I want to talk about comparative suffering through this pandemic. So I've been thinking about this a lot over the last few weeks of what does my future kind of look like? And what do I want out of this thing called life? And what have we been dealing with? So we're going back to work. Millions of people are getting vaccinated. The world seems to be turning again more normally and Yet I'm sitting here like, why does it feel like I'm stuck in this in-between panic attack most days? What I want you to remember is that we're coming out of, and we're really still in the middle of a global pandemic and a lot of other shit 
has happened over the last few years. I see everyone going back to work, you know, kids are going back to school, distancing and masks happening, but a lot of quote unquote, like normal is happening again. When we're walking the kids to school, I notice just how similar it feels to what I used to do with them like three, four, five years ago, right? These are my nanny babies. So how similar it feels like that routine of when I used to do it when I was their nanny five years ago and how that kind of is, it's like taking me back. Like all these people, all these parents, all these workers are just like, okay, you know, back to pickup line and drop off line and, you know, homework and this and that, and just back to life. There are studies that have been done and will absolutely continue to be done on the psychological effects that we have endured during this pandemic. There's a rise in mental health problems like anxiety, depression, and even post-traumatic stress disorder. There have been studies looking into PTSD of healthcare workers, uh, PTSD of family members of healthcare workers, family members who have lost someone from COVID. The list goes on and on. We're dealing with burnout, isolation, loss of jobs, taking care of families while also working from home. All these factors lead to trauma responses, anxiety, depression, sadness, avoidance, substance use. I mean, beer, wine, and liquor sales I saw the other day increased by like 25% during the pandemic. There was a poll done by KFF health tracking poll uh, that found they did a study January to July of 2019 and about 11% of those adults reported symptoms of anxiety or depressive disorder, whereas 41.1% of them reported the same in January of 2021. That is a four times increase, four times in a year, less than a year. These are things that we absolutely can't just look past or brush past and move on to the next chapter of our lives. I'm sitting here like I'm, I love when I'm on my soapbox on here, like we can't brush past this. And I have made a, a, a very good life of brushing past any traumatic event that's ever happened to me. I'm learning, I'm learning. Okay. But we cannot, I think this has really been, been kind of put in my face because these things are so much more apparent to me now that I actively try to work to sit with emotions and feelings and really be observant about what's going on inside of me and also around me, right? We have to be able to sit with what the fuck just happened to us in the last two years and then take from that what you need to move to in order to move forward. Let's starting this with the stress and pressure to get back into life in work right now, 
nothing has slowed down in my job, nothing. And people are in the office. People are going into the office. Um, my team has been going in, you know, occasionally I'm seeing people go back to work. I'm seeing, you know, all over social media, are these things of like, how the fuck am I supposed to go back into the office? Like, how do I, you know, in a joking way of like, how do I interact with people? I'm like nervous to go back in and all of these things. It's like my conversation on forgiveness when we, when we don't have a physical injury, there's something that we can see and feel to touch. It's hard for us to sit and focus on healing it because it can often be harder to identify, right? Especially if you're coming out of, of 2021, we're nearing the end of the year. Maybe you didn't get sick. You never got COVID. Uh, maybe you don't even know anyone directly that got sick or, you know, maybe someone did, but then they got better. What happens when you're in this gray area of everything went okay during the pandemic and you're not really sure what you need to need to do coming out of it? What looks different? What might need to be healed? And I think here is where we get in this really terrible cycle of comparative suffering, comparing your suffering with someone else's suffering. Hurt is hurt. Your pain should not be lessened because you feel like so many other people went through so much worse. When we can just be empathetic towards ourselves and others, that's when we really start to heal. There's been a lot of suffering. And so it's hard to not compare yours to kind to what's going on in the world, right? It, in 2020, we obviously had the pandemic, COVID. It's a, it's a thing, we didn't know. People lived in isolation. We're not built for isolation. I might tell you that I'm built for isolation, but I am to a small degree. Looking back on the history of humanity, we're gatherers. We form tribes, communities, we connect. We communicate, we tell stories, we touch each other. And all of that was suddenly gone. We had a president impeached. We had Black Lives Matter protests all over the world. George Floyd was murdered. Riots happened. An explosion in Lebanon killed 190 people. Wildfires burned millions of acres from California to Washington. Bushfires raged in Australia. The second woman, the second ever woman appointed to the high court RBG died. And that's just a few things. It seemed like 2020 was the year that would never end. And yet here we are ending 2021. And we get caught up in the day-to-day -day and in the pressures and the stress of moving on and, and creating this new life and 
and, um, you know, moving into the next year and what does your next year look like? What is it? Well, 2022 is going to be so much better. I understand that. And I get that. And I, shoot, girl, you know, I'm already looking at 2022. Like I'm traveling, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. (laughs) But while it's great to look at towards the future and be optimistic, we also have to sit and process and grieve and let yourself feel what happened. I know for me, it's hard to see all of this happening and hard to try to understand the hurt and the pain that people are going through and not minimize my own feelings. I still have a job. I have a roof over my head. I didn't lose as much as others during the last few years, but I'm still hurting. We are all still hurting. And this comparative suffering is really dangerous. It's a defense mechanism and it can be hurtful when it goes the other way, when judgment is passed on others. When you can be empathetic with yourself, you can be empathetic with others and then we can actually start to heal. I think that It's difficult because we collectively want to fit our feelings into a box. We collectively want to assign levels to things. We want to assign levels to grief and to sadness and to hurt and to anger and to happiness. This thing that happens causes more sadness than this thing. This thing that happens causes more hurt than this thing. This thing that happens causes more joy than this thing. I feel like this last year is such, last two years, is such a good, like, it's right out in front of us that we cannot heal. We cannot process. We cannot grieve. We cannot do anything unless we do it collectively. And unless we are empathetic towards ourselves and to others, I think self-care was a huge thing that came out of this pandemic because people had time. They had time. They started to realize like, well, shit, this is fucking great. When I spend an hour in the middle of the day, like journaling, or doing yoga, or going for a walk. We started to to take care of ourselves, some of us. And I think that with me especially, I look at what's happened to me over the last couple of years, and it's hard not to compare that to things that other people have been through in the last few years. I mean, so many lives have been lost. People have lost everything. And it's hard to sit and not compare my suffering to them. Like, well, I, like, I shouldn't, there's no way that I should be sitting and feeling sorry for myself for a whole weekend. Look at what this family has gone through. Look at what this person has gone through. And instead of doing that, 
I am realizing and I've, and I've learned that I have to be empathetic with what I'm going through, right? It's like the, you know, when you're on a flight and they tell you to put your face mask on before, I love that analogy. I've, I've heard it a million times, right? Like you're on a flight and they tell you, put your face mask on before you put, you know, the air mask or whatever it is on, you know, the person next to you or on your kid. It's because you cannot help others unless you have helped yourself. You cannot compare your suffering to someone else as though it is not as great. Yes, people go through different things, but whatever it is that you need to do to process the last fucking two years of a pandemic and all this other shit that has happened to us collectively as a nation, as a world, whatever you need to do to be empathetic to your feelings and what you have gone through personally has to be that first step before you can be empathetic with others. Then you're empathetic with others and then we can all actually start to heal. But that's, it's the only way. (laughs) This is such a great time to pause. And I know I've said this before and I'll I'll continue to say it. Pause. Take some time to reflect. Let yourself understand that we collectively as a nation, as a world are grieving. We are sitting in loss and sadness. We need to pick up the pieces of the last few years to try to understand what our future is going to look like. Our lives will literally never look the same again. We have been through life-altering experiences in the last couple of years. Even if it didn't directly affect you, the level of anxiety and stress of the uns- of uncertainty that was going on collectively as a world, that itself can cause post-traumatic stress disorder. I cannot say it enough. Take care of yourself. Take care of what you need to take care of and then be empathetic towards the people around you. Everyone has a story. Every single person that you pass on the street has a story. Everyone has gone through something in the last couple of years. Everyone, even my dog. (laughs) No, she didn't go through anything. She's got it. She's got a cush life anyways, that's really what I, I, that's definitely what I wanted to touch on was we have to give ourselves permission to feel all of that shit. Because when we do that, we, that energy is contagious. When we feel our shit, we allow others that safe space to feel their shit. We, what happens when you release your own baggage? (laughs) What happens when you kind of start to shed all of that baggage and talk through it and talk about it? It automatically opens up a space for someone else to do the same. And then that is contagious. 
And that cycle keeps going of empathy and understanding and communication instead of comparing our suffering to others and judgment and shame and guilt. So if you didn't, you can take one thing from this, talk about it, talk about your shit, let yourself cry for a fucking weekend and journal and eat Thai food and watch rom-coms because it always helps your girl out. All right. I think that's it. If you would like any additional information, I've got some stuff cooking up in my head about some, some episodes that I'll be posting. So always be on the lookout. But if you want any additional content, any information, um, blogs, I have tons of stuff on my website on really small things that you can do to incorporate, you know, self-care into your routines. Um, I have information on um, health and fitness and sobriety and um, just a bunch of things that, that are there for you guys at your will. If you want to reach out to me, if you have any questions, please follow me on Instagram at remarkably underscore us. Feel free to reach out to me with any questions, anytime I am here to answer them. If you think that this episode would help anyone, please share, be kind, and please never forget how wildly capable you are. Till next time. Bye.